Praise the Lord. Welcome to our midweek service. I just want to remind you that we're doing some unique things right now. So let's just pray. We'll get in the word and continue with what we have planned today. Father, we are so grateful and thankful that your word is the standard for everything we do in life, that it is the way to live. It gives us the how to live and it gives us the understanding of life. So we thank you and we praise you for the word tonight in Jesus name. Amen. I just want to bring um, remembrance. Last week we ministered on understanding and the scripture we used was in Proverbs chapter nine, verse 10, where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy one is understanding. And we went through passages about understanding how knowledge of God is understanding and how sometimes in life we don't have understanding and how detrimental that is. We also pointed out through the prayer that Daniel prayed that how understanding was blocked by the enemy forces, that the intention of the enemy is to block understanding from the people of the earth. And then we talked about how we can become dull of hearing and it, it is what hinders us from being able to understand. We also talked about how the sower sows the word. And if we don't understand the word, the enemy has the right to come and steal that word. So we understand clearly now that we need to have understanding in our life in order to be able to be productive, um, to flourish in life, um, to move forward in life. But today I want to also look at another scripture and it's found in Romans chapter 12. And just one passage of scripture um, Romans chapter 12, just verse two is all we want to look at. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and work and perfect will of God. So he tells us there's two options here. There's conformity to the world and there's transformation from the world. Now, when we're talking about the world, we're talking about the systems that are set up not the people. So we have an education system, we have an entertainment system, we have a government system, we have an economic system, and all those systems can be lumped together in what we call the world. And he says, don't be conformed to this world, meaning don't be conformed to the way the systems operate. Instead, you're going to have to be transformed. And the way you're going to be transformed is by the renewing of your mind. And when there is a transformation in your life, that's when you prove or demonstrate what the will of God is. So we can see that the world system is not godly without God in it. But as the people of God change in their understanding, as they're transformed, then they can uh, induce the will of God into those systems. So um, now just for um, a word understanding to conform, means to be fashioned in the same pattern of. So we have to have a mind or a way of thinking that's not in the same pattern and way of thinking as the, as the world. And we instead need to be transformed or changed by the renewing of our mind. So what that tells us is our mind is the key to change in our systems. The mind of the people of God is the key to changing the system. And as we are individually transformed, then the systems become transformed. So where it needs to start is we as the believers or the church of Jesus Christ need to be clear and have our mind renewed 
to this word that it can infiltrate current events and therefore change systems. So today we're going to go over a couple few things here as a group to talk about how to change our mind or get our mind in the same pattern and way of thinking that God thought so that we can affect the systems of the earth. So today we're going to talk about a little bit about the um, difference between socialism and a free market system or a capitalistic system. Now, socialism, for the most part, uh, if you would agree or disagree, help me out here, is a economic system, a way to operate concerning the finances and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, Micah, maybe you've got some history of socialism being tried in the United States and can tell us. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the thing is, is, you know, we're sitting here now and they're trying to implement this new system into America now. You know, it's a big hot topic right now, not knowing that we've already tried socialism in America, you know, not to talk about other nations and stuff, but in America itself, um, Jamestown, which was the first um, permanent English settlement in North America, when they came over, they came over with the idealism of socialism as well. So they came over with the thought of, you know, um, it was the king's land that he was lending to them. You know, the king owned everything. Um, It was, you know, when they went out to do their crops or farming or whatever it was, um, the king would then tell them what they could do with those crops, who got those crops, and then he would take whatever portion he felt was necessary for them. So, you know, when you look at it, um, all these things with Jamestown, you know, um, they totally were in a socialism market system, basically. Um, They didn't have their own jobs. You know, the king told them what jobs they were going to do. He um, would tell them what they could and couldn't do, how they could and could do things. And we're talking now, of course, socialism that stretches throughout an ocean. But what we see with that was they failed. Right. It didn't work. It didn't work. Um, I mean, it got to a very... Um, dark place even, and they even have what's called the starvation of Jamestown, which all came from them having this socialism plan in place that didn't work because what they found out was, you know, okay, so we're here and the king's telling us what we can and can't do. Well, and it's all going into a pot and then getting spread out. Well, what they found out was then not everybody's going to work. Not everybody's going to do their part. Right. And that's what happened was so because everybody wasn't doing their part, those that were started hiding things away. Like, well, it's not fair that I give you everything I've worked for. And then those that were not doing anything, they still expected their cut and their portion. Well, what it led to was a failure of a system. Um, And it went into, you know, we always talk about the horrible winter of the pilgrims where 40, 50% of them ended up passing away. Well, Jamestown was just as worse. I mean, we even have, I mean, to get to the darkness of it, they got into an area where there was murders happening. There was cannibalism happening. They were eating their animals, anything they could. We even have notes where they were eating the leather off their boots, you know, just to get some substance into them, all because of this socialism system that they were trying to implement in the new world. Obviously it didn't work. And what we've seen across, not just what's happened, you know, early on in, in the history of this nation, but around the world, we mm-hmm. see that that's, it ends the same way. It mm-hmm. seems like all of them end basically starving, is mm-hmm. what it seems. 
Well, it kind of goes into this whole system of it's an ideal of let's take from one higher group to make sure that those that are in need can also be brought up. But what it's found out is that overall, it just takes this whole system lower and lower. So where the poor well, are poorer and the rich that were one time succeeding are now poorer as well. Well, the best way to say it is like this. If you had $300 and you had $200 and I had $100, then what we do is we all put our money in a pot. So you put in 300, you put in 200, and I put in 100. Now what I do is I take that pot and I divide it evenly. So you get 200, means you get less. You get 200, means you get the same. And I get 200 and I get more. So we're all equivalent mm -hmm. in what we have. But the problem with that is the next time there's not as much going into the pot because you're not as eager to put that much into the pot. So then what happens is the next time when everything gets put in the pot, we all get a hundred. Mm -hmm. And then pretty it's soon like we all get 50. If, yeah, you, right, you pull away, anytime you pull the incentive from succeeding, you're gonna create a lazy society. Mm -hmm. And so it keeps going down and down and down and down till everyone is impoverished. And we saw that in Russia. Yeah. We saw that in Russia yeah. when it- Yeah, place it. Nothing on the shelves. I mean, it was nothing. No, no. So, and that's really what we saw. I mean, you know, they're talking about, you know, they say, oh, that's Russia or that's, oh, that's that nation and stuff. But we've seen it in America, you know, and that's what I'm talking about here. It's like, you know, and then it took someone by the name of John Smith. He kind of stepped up and said, you know what, we need a governor in this nation. You know, our king is an ocean away. We need a governor that knows what's going on here. And he really um, was a God fearing man. And he brought out 2 Thessalonians 3.10 is really what he started holding on to. If you do not work, you will not eat. And that's really what he started implementing into the system. Now, it also didn't work because, well, for one thing, he had an accident and had to go back to England. Um, but what really ended up happening was the mindset of the people, it wasn't strong enough to make the mindset of the people change. Like we're talking about the mindset right now, you know, it wasn't enough to transform them because how they implemented it was basically, if you didn't work, we're going to whip you. We're going to make you work. You know what I mean? So it still didn't, didn't have that. No. It didn't work either. Right. So it still yeah. had that incentive, not enough of incentive of why should I work? You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So, but we do see another example of it coming in down was the pilgrims. Now, of course, the pilgrims, God-fearing people, you know, it's basically a congregation and their pastor coming to the new world for religious freedom is why they came. So they understood the scriptures a little bit more. And they really, when they came over, they wanted to implement a lot of what they saw in Acts in the early church. So they had a whole idea of coming together, you know, mm -hmm. like coming together mm -hmm. and helping each other is really what mm -hmm. they were pulling on. So what they had was what was called a common storehouse. And um, Bradford was their leader for more than 30 years. And so what he did was he said, okay, we're going to try this. And again, it was kind of an idea of socialism. Um, we're all going to have a common storehouse, kind of like we saw in Egypt with Joseph, you know, everybody's going to put into the storehouse and then we'll take out as you need. Well, what he found out is it worked for a little bit. Um, but when they got there, they had a horrible winter, you know, they weren't, they didn't get there when they were supposed to. So they were already running out of supplies, all these things, people were already sick. They had all these issues. So this was a way to kind of recoup them, you know, like, okay, well, everybody just put everything in the center and then we'll distribute it so we can make it through this winter. Mm -hmm. Well, that became the mindset of the people then. 
So then even though we get through the winter, we get through everything, their thought was still, no, 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 we're going to put in the center and you're going to distribute it. Well, what they found out was out of the 107, 106 people that were there, only seven or eight men were actually doing the work for the entire village or the entire group. And so it didn't work again, you know? So that's what ended up happening was then these seven or eight are saying, Hey, hold on. I'm doing all the work because he's, and he would literally say Bradford in his um, writings would say people would fake sickness, fake illness, fake disease, have a reason why not. I mean, some of the stuff we see today, you know, well, I can't go work because of this, this or that the same kind of thing was happening. So what he did is that he pulled in first Timothy five verse eight. And, you know, it talks about taking care of your household. And so that's what he started implementing into the, excuse me, the pilgrims was, okay, we're going to still have sharing to a degree, but what we're going to do is you have to still take care of your household and anything above and beyond we'll start sharing and give to those because we still have those individuals. I mean, even when we're talking about a free market system, we have those individuals like the widows, the orphans, you know, those that are handicapped or disabled that can't do mm-hmm. to the level others do. Mm-hmm. But what we see when we get into this, um, even in our history, it wasn't then the government's job to take care of that. It wasn't a socialism of, you no, know, the government takes care of it. It was the church that was helping tend to those people. So that was the idea was, okay, so everybody take care of their household. Everybody then give to the church. And then the church was going to help distribute the excess to the other individuals that were either handicapped, without, or had another reason for not. So that's where we start seeing them come out of this socialism, idealism, into, okay, so we have government, this is the spot for government, and this is the spot for the church. And with those two together, we built America and what we see today. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, um, so let's look at some scriptures here biblically about um, these things. You know, we already referenced to the ones, you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, take care of your own house. Take care of your own household. Um, you know, um, one of the things that I think socialism, the reason is socialism is appealing because it carries with it, um, a mission of mercy, Um, emotionalism, right? Um, a mercy emotionalism though means someone that's hurting, someone that's suffering, someone that's impoverished. This is what's going to help them, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can understand that, but, um, there has to be an understanding that. The covetousness of wanting somebody else's stuff has never been approved by God. You know, Exodus is kind of always, for the most part, has always appealed to those that without, but those that have, not so much. <laughs> could be, could be. Just well, because you got to put in this pot. Right. And you're, if you're going to be one that comes out with less, yeah. you know, that's not near as exciting as the one that comes out with more. Right. But the word is very clear. What is it? Exodus 20, verse 17 in the Ten Commandments. You know, if we look over there, um, uh, God warns about wanting somebody else's stuff, you know, basically telling you, you have, it says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's, Mm -hmm. you know, and I heard a story one time of somebody that lived in Russia 
and they were talking about how uh, one particular lady had tomatoes on her back back porch and the government came in and took her tomato plants because nobody else had tomato plants. Mm -hmm. So you can't have tomatoes if nobody else has tomatoes because we're all equivalent. I think right. there's a big difference. We live in America that's equal, mm -hmm. equal opportunity, yeah. equal opportunity. We have all have equal opportunity, but what socialism does is it tries to make everyone equivalent. And the one thing to never forget about socialism, if everybody's going to be equivalent, then that means you can't be in pursuit of God because God would bless you. And if I'm not in pursuit yeah. of God, I don't have that blessing. So therefore that means I have to eliminate God in a socialist society because God is a rewarder. Mm -hmm. You know, Revelation tells us, and maybe we should go over that scripture, Revelations 22 Revelations 22, verse 12, and this is Jesus speaking. And he says, and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Right. Jesus is not thinking I've got to give everybody the same. Everybody has the same opportunity in God, but he even tells us you're going to have to work out your own salvation. He doesn't desire for anybody to perish, but he says, but you're going to have to work out your own salvation. And as you work out your own salvation, then it's going to be shown in the reward you get. Right. Because the reward is not the same for everybody. The reward is according to their work, which that in itself eliminates socialism. There's lots of things Jesus said about that. Mm -hmm. So Amen. do you have some parables or stories maybe that? Well, I mean, the whole Bible is full of it. You know, like the, even when you're talking about the Ten Commandments, well, what was the Ten Commandments? It was God setting up a government system. I mean, we might not look at it that word, but really that's what it was for his people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Here's the rules and regulations, you know, all this stuff. And when you even look back when they're setting it up in Deuteronomy 24 and um, verse 19 through 21, you see, um, you know, he's instructing them, hey, when you go out and harvest your crops, you know, and something falls by the wayside. Don't go back and pick it up. You know, you're already being productive. You're already harvesting your crops. Keep going and leave it for those that are starving, those that are poorer than you, okay? But what we forget and what socialism wants to twist and go, yeah, see, you're supposed to, you know, leave that stuff. But what it is, is it was creating an opportunity, like you are saying, for those that were poor, starving, to come and still put their hand to the plow and get the leftovers and right. get something because the idea was never for someone to starve for someone to right. die or anything like that it wasn't that it was that we don't want to make you comfortable where you're at because we see so much more opportunity for you let's get you through this and pull you up out of it so that you can also be successful and that's what that whole you know throughout the word of god that's what every idealism is about it. It's like, okay, we see where you're at. Let's help you through this and pull you back out. Socialism says, I see where you're at. We'll bring you all, we'll all come down to your spot. We'll all come well, down you to gotta, your you level. Gotta, they got to come down to that common denominator, which is always going to be lower. Mm -hmm. For mean, some. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the fact. You have to take the lowest point because it's the common denominator. So what happens is it brings everybody that's up here down to here. So ultimately, it doesn't take long, and pretty soon the whole society as a whole has been lowered now. It's no different than you see something like with, you know, kids in edu for education. 
you know, they wanted to keep dumbing it down, dumbing it down because so everybody, you know, can basically succeed, I guess. But in all honesty, what it's done is we keep bringing it down, keep bringing it down, keep bringing it down. It's the same thing in our economy. You know, one of the things that it comes up, uh, you know, when I'm thinking about these things is that some of the ta- or uh, some of the parables that Jesus talked about. You know, the parable of the talents, the parable of uh, minus or minus, uh, minus, which is always yeah. minus. <laughs> and uh, but both those are kind of uh, you know neither one of them promote socialism in any way. It's about capitalism. It's about I think the minus one. The meanest, the talent in, in Luke 19 is definitely talking about the equal opportunity. They mm-hmm. each got one, or, you know, each ten, got 10, I guess yeah. it was. They each got 10, and then what they did with that then determined their rewards later. Okay, the talent or the talent parable, which was in Matthew 25, you know, one got five, one got two, one got one, and all of it was according to the, each one's ability. So they had already determined their abilities. So they were given according to their abilities, and then what they did with that, of course, and afterwards, and it determined some rewards. The one that just got the one, of course, squandered it, just buried it, didn't do anything with it. He lost what he had. Mm-hmm. To me, that's, again, that's about capitalism. It's about, uh, you know, uh, you know, avoiding socialism because it's like, okay, if you're not going to do anything with what opportunity you have in front of you, well, then... You basically you, you've lost you know lost out what you did have and so it, but it went then to the one that that poured out the most or did the most right so, so the one that had made the most ended right, up with his right. and someone else's so just, just some of the parables even that you go through you can see that what Jesus ministered in these that it it's really anti-socialism one of the things that you know sometimes gets used uh, out of the scripture to try to promote socialism is what happened in the of Acts when it talks about they were all, uh, uh, you know, uh, it had all things in common, I think is the phrase it uses. But even then, it's not really, it's not really talking about everybody, uh, you know, about socialism. It's more about just making sure we meet the needs of one another. And at that time, there was such a move of God going, they were just making sure everybody, all their needs were met. I mean, you don't see that necessarily carry on all through the book of Acts. You just see it toward the beginning there. And I think it just kind of, you know, just that, uh, the excitement of everything that was happening and, uh, you know, everybody, you know, got involved to help one another, make sure everybody's needs were met. And anyway, so I don't really see that as a, uh, a plus for socialism. Well, you know? you're t- referring to Acts chapter five yes. and in the situation, Ananias and Sapphira came mm-hmm. and sold their land and brought the money. And, um, you know, at two different times, Ananias came in first and then Sapphira's wife and they came and brought the money. But what happened is he said he gave it all mm-hmm. and he didn't give it all and he ended up dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with the fact that he didn't give it all. Right. It's very well. And, and, the, and um, uh, when Peter addressed him, when Peter addressed him, um, Peter said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. And then, it, but he goes on in verse four and says, while it remained, was it not your own? Mm-hmm. And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? So he's saying, this was your land, you sold it, and you could do whatever you wanted to do with right. it. The problem is you came in and said you did this, and that isn't what you did. Right. You know, so the issue wasn't that he didn't give enough mm-hmm. and he ended up dead. Or he didn't give it all and he ended up dead. The problem was he lied to the Holy Spirit's reason he ended up dead. But again, we got a note. Peter said, 
It was in your control and you could have done with it whatever you wanted to do. Just don't lie to God about what you did. Right. And I think that when you back up to chapter four, then when it's talking about they had all things. I mean, there was such a, uh, you know, it was like there was a move of God going on right then. And everybody was just, man, I want to make, you know, there's all pouring everything into it. And, and I think what happened probably for Ananias and Sapphira, probably seeing that and thinking, man, yeah, I want to be a part of that too, but, but not, you know, not really. You know what I mean? Right. So. But when you look at those in view of socialism, a lot of that would change. For one, you don't own your land. Right. right. And you don't get to give freely how much you want. Right. When you're talking a socialism system or socialistic system, it's no we own, the government owns your property and tells you, okay, if you sell that, this percentage goes here, this percentage goes here. So when you're talking about socialism in this, it doesn't even hold water to it because there's so many aspects in here of you owned it. You could have done what you wanted with it. You could have given, you could not have given. Socialism takes that all away. Well, and then we're back to the, this is the, one of the other issues is there's no freedom of choice. Right which God made man with freedom of choosing and freedom of choice. You know what I mean? And that takes it away. You know, um, one of the other passages of scripture I was thinking about is in Matthew chapter 20. Mm -hmm. And this, this particular thing is about men that were actually hired or people that were actually hired to do a job. And so um, a landowner comes and he hires some people to work. And they go out and work and they work in the heat of the day. They work through a hard time. And he comes later on and sees some people not working. And they say, why aren't you working? They say, well, nobody hired us. And he said, well, go out to my field and work. And they work for a shorter amount of time. And sometimes this also gets used for a social supporting socialism because it, he gave them the same wages. Mm-hmm. One worked longer than the other. And so sometimes that supports socialism, but in, um, uh, in verse 13 of Matthew 20, he said, um, because they were complaining, Mm -hmm. we worked in the heat of the day. These people didn't work in the heat of the day and they got the same thing, which socialism will cause that complaining. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Socialism will cause complaining. How come they're getting what I work for? You know, but he answers one of them in verse 13 and says, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. And I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. So there is no outside control. Mm -hmm. You know, you agreed to work with me for me for this amount. I went and hired some other people for the same amount. And you know what this is? This is not a parable of socialism. This is a parable of mind your own business. (laughs) You you understand what I mean? This is, I can do what I want to do with what I possess. Again, it goes back. Yeah, I possess this. This is my land, my money. This is, I hired you so I can do what I want to do with what I have. Mm -hmm. Where, like I said, this is a parable of mind your own business. You agreed to this. So you got what you agreed. So go on. Mm -hmm. I don't, and there's nothing in him, nothing here that's mandating him to pay everybody the same. Right. You know, he could do whatever he wanted to do. It was my, it was his. Mm -hmm. And he even says in verse 15, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? So that's the parable. It's lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things. Mm -hmm you're not going to find the socialism. Right. Because you don't have your own things. Right. That's what I think people forget. 
you don't have your own things, your own property, your own stuff, your own decision of where you want to go to church, what God you want to serve. All of that goes out the window. Now, people, like we've talked in the very beginning, the reason socialism appeals to people is because it plays on that emotion of mercy, like you said, or, you know, they say stuff, well, don't you feel for the less fortunate or the one that doesn't have as much and, you know, all this stuff. So it plays on that emotion that we all have to want to help because we all do, right. no matter what. Right. We all have that little bit of emotion that says, I want to help somebody or I feel that pull to help somebody. But when we're even talking about this stuff, like we were talking about in uh, with Ananias and Sapphira, you know, and everybody's given and they just all, that was the church. And that's what I think that people don't realize is socialism is the government trying to do its part and the church's part, which it wasn't built for. You know, it's trying to give to the poor when really, when we look back in Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, when they're fit, when God is instructing Moses on how to structure a government system, he gave you know Moses the instructions of the government system, but then he also had Aaron. And he had Aaron there, why? To tend to the people and to do the church's aspect mm -hmm. of it. That's right. And so the socialism thing that we're forgetting is it's trying to take away the pillars of America of government and church and we're working together, but each one has their own unique piece and part. Socialism says, forget the church. We don't need the church, the government. You come to the government. You come to Papa mm -hmm. Sam for everything you need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the bummer is, is when that's what's in play, well then Papa Sam can give you as much or as little as they want. He's, he's too big to he's control. He's too big in control of it. And mm -hmm. he's not going to, no matter what, only God is big enough to see every individual. No government system is. So when the government's saying, I will tend to every individual in America, we're going to have some holes. We're going to have some issues. We're going to have some things. And we're going to have what we saw like in Jamestown, where some people are going to just start hiding their stuff away. They're going to hide it. They're going to bury it. They're going to keep from the less fortunate. And it's going to create even a higher division because how dare you expect me to work for me and you? And so that's where, you know, we get it in the socialism thing is, yes, we see the emotion behind it, but that emotion is supposed to be tended to through the church, mm -hmm. not through a government system, mm -hmm. you know, and the only time God talks about the government system in concerning to the poor is when he's talking about the judicial system. He's mm -hmm. saying, don't make it unfair for them. When someone walks into a court, it doesn't matter if they're poor, they're rich, what it is, it should be fair. That's the only time the government really has a voice to invade in that level. So of, a court-appointed attorney. A court-appointed attorney. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. So when we're looking at all this, you know, I see where people say, oh, socialism sounds so great. It sounds great because it's what the church is supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be tending to the people and it's supposed to take in, you know, people are supposed to give to the church so that the church can look at the people and go, oh, you're in need. Let me help you. Let us do this for you. Let us do that for you. Instead of it being a court or a government decided funding. You know what I mean? Well, if the church is doing it, the church is also equipped to train them right. by the word how to not remain in that condition. Right, exactly. exactly. And the church is... Like you said earlier, you know, educate them so their minds renew. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the church is more with spread out as far as, you know, 
each church has their own congregation that they are able to see and tend to a little better than a government system up here trying to tend to everything. Right, exactly. So there's a little bit of a, you're more hands-on <laughs> with the individuals. Local church, you know, you got your little communities or you got mm -hmm. multiple churches within a community, um, you know, so they can, and plus they got their, in a sense, they got their, their hand on the pulse uh, of what's going on there, you know, and I think well, it just makes it easier. Well, they, they come to know these people personally. Right. They know, okay, you're shanking a system mm -hmm. or you're truly in need where the government doesn't have that ability no. to find out an abuser or a true recipient mm -hmm. where the church can kind of get the pulse of each individual exactly. and determine how to help. And we can see that on so many things when the government's involved as far as, oh, we have one bad individual. So that makes this whole, this whole grouping right. bad. It's like, no, we had, you know, and that's where the difference is. That's all the government can see right. is, okay, we've got a few bad apples. So the whole tree's bad. And it's like, well, no, 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 the whole, and then we can get down to a lower level and say, okay, we can see those couple individuals, but we know that's not the overall feel right. or the overall tree is not bad. And we have to say this government is not bad. No, no. Government not. is necessary. Mm -hmm. Government is it was God's idea. It was God's idea. And he gave us the rules and the ways to have government, but there's well, just some, Right. And there's just some things the church is supposed yes. to be responsible for. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, probably the reason the government picked up on some of these jobs and duties and tasks is because the church was falling short. Of right. It. Well, here's like, you know, you're talking about as long as they stick with God. Well, when we talked about Jamestown and the pilgrims, they both came back to scripture is what pulled them out of it, right. you know, or tried to pull them out, but at least got them on top. And when we're talking about the pilgrims in Bradford, he actually said this. He said, the experience that was had in the common course and conditions. So, you know, he's saying we're going through the worst situation ever, you know, years that amongst ungodly, sober men um, may well evidence the vanity uh, and the concept. And he goes through all of it. And he says, but he says um, that people started turning as if they were wiser than God. You know, he's looking at this and going, socialism is failing because we thought we were wiser than God. God already gave us the precepts on how to do this. And we, for some reason, thought, no, we got a better plan. Let's all put it in the pot. Let's all make it even equality. Let's do that. And he's saying, we did that thinking we were wiser than God when he already gave us the instructions. And that's when he pulls out 1 Timothy 5.8. He goes, this is what we're going to do. And he starts changing the system, saying, we're getting back to what God said for a system here, for a government system. And after that, he also instructed the church on what they were to do then too. So he got back onto it because he said, the idea of socialism makes you think that you can do it without God or takes God out of the equation. But if we get back to what God said, it's going to, first of all, erase the idea of socialism, but it's going to put things back into order. So mm -hmm. praise the Lord. So do you want to uh, touch on anything about the, um, about the free market then anything on that deal with that or not? Well, you know, it's very obvious. God is an incentive. God, mm -hmm. You know, and he's giving us free choice. I think we've already touched on a lot of this. He gives us free choice to do. It's lawful for me to do what I wish with mm -hmm. what's mine, you know, and the opportunity of the blessing of the Lord is always there. I think that uh, one of the things that you had mentioned, and I'll maybe just toss it in there again. We were talking about one of the parables there too, is that, you know, this nation, what, what it has done good has given us all of, 
a, an equal opportunity mm -hmm. to do something. And, you know, when we squander that and then you end up without, you know, there's, there's a reason why you ended up without. But those that maybe have poured themselves into it and made things work, applied themselves, rolled up their sleeves, got after it, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, they they've, are reaping the benefits of what they have done. Mm -hmm. um, also, sowing and reaping. It's, I mean, all this plays into it. But the point that, that I think that we're trying to do today, especially, is that, uh, you know, God's in God's word promotes uh, free market, promotes mm -hmm. capitalism uh, and not socialism. Mm -hmm. And that's, to me, that's definitely what we're finding Well, out. one of those parables that you mentioned, um, Jesus wants to be done with the wicked servant. Yeah. And the reason he's wicked is because he's unprofitable. Right. He did nothing with what he had. Did nothing. In fact, he, he even said, he, he said, you know, I, I, I knew you to be harsh. And so I buried what you gave me. And, yeah. you know, so... God's into profit. You think about this. Jesus came as a seed to have many come to Jesus, mm -hmm. many to come to the father. And so his God's idea is always increase mm -hmm. and multiplication. Right. Well, think about the found. I mean, go back to the word. You know, all of them, Abraham was so rich and was made more rich. And, you know, what I mean, or Solomon, you know, how rich, all these individuals God made rich. Well, if God was for socialism, he would not make them rich as an individual, as an individual. And I think too, one of the things, maybe it's not so much just about, uh, the economy, uh, system, but throughout the word of God, especially in the new covenant, what we find, and I think it's all through it, but definitely the new covenant promotes it is that, uh, even though he's accepted everybody where they're at, Mm -hmm. nowhere in here does it say he's going to leave you where you're at. Amen. Right. And I think if we want to, you know, when you take the word and you apply it and you follow his principles and follow his uh, statutes and, and do uh, the, the, the laws, those biblical laws that are in there, it always brings you up, mm -hmm. always takes you higher. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that is, like you said, that is the God way of doing things. Praise God. Well, even Genesis eight twenty two, while the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so God set that whole principle of what you sow, you're going to reap, right. you know, and if that wasn't the case for you personally, he wouldn't have laid it out there like that. Mm -hmm. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows that shall that same man also reap. You know, he's not saying you sow. So everyone else reaps, mm -hmm. you know, now it does say we're blessed. To, to be, be a blessing, blessing. Exactly. but again, it's in your, it's in your hand, right? Amen. It's your will and your choice to take what you have received and which you should, we should be looking out for the needs of others. Absolutely. We should be reaching right. out for others, but that's still what, you know, you've been increased and blessed because of you, what you have put, you know, the principles that you've enacted, you know, you've put your hand in the plow, you've sown, you've worked, you've all the things, and that brings increase. And out of that increase, you turn and you bless the house of God, the people of God, uh, those in need. And but reaping works. and sowing is still in play there. It's still in play. See, and that's the God part there of it. Is. You know, socialism says you're going to give. Yeah. But you may not get back. In fact, you're probably 
just going to stay there. But with God in play of it, it's like you're going to give, and now I'm going to reap. You're going to reap even more from what you gave. That's why the incentive. <laughs> you know, when you when you see uh, why socialism will not work, because ultimately, um, in fact, one of the things I heard not too long ago, somebody said, you know, socialism will only last about one generation. One and a half. Yeah, they say one and a half. Mm, was about it? sixty years. Yeah. And, and I might question the one and a half, but mm-hmm. but I can see where they where they come up with it, because what it is is it's only a matter of time, and and they get. People get tired of having to do all the work, mm-hmm. or every time they have, you know, increase, they have to give it away, or you know what I mean. So what well, happens? It lose all incentive, mm-hmm. so everything just starts gradually dropping. Well, and I don't know if it was actually happened or just a hypothetical story about the college professor that decided they were going to try socialism in the classroom, and um, so they took the averages, the grades for all the students. And the average is the grade all the students got on the exam. <laughs> well, as time progressed, the higher achievers are like, why should we, why should we work so hard? Because you're going to get as good a grade as I do. So they started coming down. So even though it might have started out with an A or B, everybody got. By the end of the term, we're talking C's, D's, and you know, yeah. lower. Because why should I strive to achieve when it doesn't profit me personally? Mm-hmm. And we're finding that even when people are talking about socialism, like, you know, um, the statistics done by George Barn, he said, you know, they went through and they decided that 75% of college students support the idealism of socialism and 41% across America do. Now, he took that same grouping that they were doing and he took them and asked them about four dozen more questions, but he took the word socialism out of it. So he just asked him ideas that would happen, you know, as far as socialism. Um, Are you for more government control? Are you for, um, you know, government owning your property? Are you for if you get a bonus at work, you actually got to split it between all the employees at the, you know, all these different things. And that 41 percent turned to 2 percent. So really what we're seeing is people are just for or in love with the idealism of socialism as far as giving and sharing. And we're all in this together. But really, when it comes down to the nitty gritty of it, like we're talking about here, wait a minute, I'm not for it anymore. What are you talking about? No, if I work for a bonus, I should get my bonus because I worked for it. You know, it was like people almost got um, turned off by the idea of, wait, no, if I got a bonus, I get a bonus. Mm -hmm. If I get, you know, work harder and I get a $2 raise, that doesn't mean that they all should get $2 raises too. Cause that one's not even working. Right. You I know what I mean? I worked hard for this. So really it just comes down to not being educated on what it really means. Right. And realizing that that pull and that desire of socialism that some might feed towards is really that giving heart that God has put in us. Right. And that's why we get down to renew the mind. Renew the mind. Yeah. We got to renew the mind according to this because it'll change the systems of the earth. So I'm praise the Lord. Reminded what she was talking that uh, it kind of fits in here, I guess. But uh, some college students were being interviewed uh, when they were talking about, you know, how do you feel about you know somebody paying for your education? Mm-hmm. Free tuition. Yeah, free tuition. Mm-hmm. And they all, yeah, you bet, man, we want that. That's what we want. We want free tuition. Okay, well, here's the deal. Now, when you get older, you're paying you know, for something. Now else. you're <laughs> in you know, your own job and your own whatever, you're rising in society, so to speak. And now all of a sudden, now you got to start paying for somebody else's education. 
And all of a sudden, they all change their tune because it's like all of a sudden there's this wake-up call. And in a sense, it's what, what we're talking about is that it's like there comes this renewing of the mind where you realize, wait a minute, I'm not seeing the whole picture here. This is going to affect me. Right. Mm -hmm. Somehow this is ultimately is going to affect me. And I think mm -hmm. that kind of fits because of the way socialism mm -hmm. is. It mm -hmm. looks great at first. You see the benefits yeah, towards you. Towards you. <laughs> maybe especially if you're you're maybe a little lower on the edu or on the economic uh, uh, I don't know, say system. system or whatever, but... Uh, as you get up there and climb, it doesn't look so so good anymore. Well, the thing we have to remember is America, without socialism, has been one of the most generous nations on the planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not only as a country, but as individuals also. also. The amount of monies that Americans put into nonprofit organizations and um, relief efforts and disaster recovery and is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we've done well taking care of those in need without having to invoke socialism to make us do it. So Why praise the Lord. We lose all. We lose that. That's what's really part of what has made this nation great. Right. Um, is just that our ability to give and praise to the Lord. help those in need. Yeah. Praise, praise the Lord. So Praise God. Well, good. I enjoyed this. Praise the Lord. Any other little tidbits you want to throw in there? I think I'm good. You're good? All right. Well, praise the Lord. Father, we just give praise and glory once again. Thank you so much for your word. And Lord, just these principles that we've looked at today and talked about, I just thank you, Lord God, for us uh, being a people with a mind renewed to your will, your ways, your statutes, your principles. And Father, I give praise for that. Thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. Praise God. And I give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Praise amen. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.